the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Well, I am sure that you would agree with me that watching the daily news uh, becomes something very uh, difficult. Every day we hear the number of uh, uh, infected people here in this country and in the world around us. We hear about the uh, uncertain future of the economy. We hear of a prolonged um, lockdown, fear in peoples. Uh, even if we uh, go outside in the streets nowadays for essential purposes, people are weary from one another. We are all kind of feeling oppressed by this. It's a, it's a depressing matter. But in the midst of this depression, there are stories that are exciting. An American newspaper recently, in the, uh, on 16th of April, uh, published this wonderful story of a 36 years old lady by the name of Yanira. Yanira went to hospital because of COVID-19. She was pregnant in the beginning uh, of her ninth months. And very soon after that, her condition deteriorated because of the lack of oxygen. So they committed her to the uh, intensive care and uh, the doctors, uh, to protect her life, put her on a medically induced coma. On the 3rd of April, they decided, the medical team, to do an emergency uh, C-section. And uh, she was still in coma and she delivered her baby. 12 days later, her condition improved. You can imagine with me the, 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 the view when she opened her eyes and they delivered to her her baby Walter for a first time. It was an emotional video to watch, a story of dedication and skill to a large medical team working tirelessly morning and evening from doctors to nurses, uh, 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 24 hours. And Yanira, this lady, does not aware of anything happening to her. She left the hospital after her condition improved and uh, there were a big and a loud applause from all the medical team. A whole team uh, of many experienced people working for the sake of a mother and a child. But here in the book of Exodus, we will find uh, uh, the Almighty God alone working in saving a whole nation from destruction. Come with me again to the book of Exodus chapter 14 to uh, study and to consider this wonderful story in the history of Israel and to try to apply what happened uh, several uh, thousand years ago into our life of today. I would like to share with you briefly three points. The first one is the problem they faced, the problem they faced. Well, it was 430 years of slavery in the land of Egypt, and God brought out Israel with a mighty hand. In chapter 12, we read about the Passover, and on the day of the Passover, he took them out of Egypt. They left Egypt with spoils. 
you could have imagined what's happening uh, 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 there. There were uh, cattle, uh, sheep, and uh, valuables. That exodus was great. Perhaps for many, many days, the people, as they walked out of Egypt, they were speaking about this traumatic event. What happened when the, uh, the firstborn of the Egyptians died? And when the, all the Hebrews were saved and they were now ushered to go out of Egypt, the feeling of euphoria was high. They were going out embracing the future uh, that is looking bright. Perhaps as they walked, the women would, were talking with one another about an Egyptian neighbors who came to fa wish them farewell and gave them necklaces and, and, and chains and, and golden materials and so on. Perhaps the men, as they were walking out, they were saying that at last, we are not going to make bricks anymore. God has saved us. God has been with us. And now we can be free. And the people went out and uh, they took a strange route. And instead of going north, they were going northeast towards the borders uh, and uh, the Red Sea. Perhaps some of these uh, clever men were wondering and asking, why did God chose, choose to uh, guide Moses to this path? We are going uh, a little further. It's uh, like a detour. Why we can't go on the shorter way towards Gaza, towards the north? Many questions were in the, in the mind, but there is no uh, evident answer in there uh, uh, before them. But the Bible tells us and reveals to us the answer. God always have wise reasons towards his people. In chapter 13, we read these glimpses that the people of Israel did not perhaps recognize at the beginning. Verse 17 tells us that when it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the people, had let the people go, that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, let's, the, let's perhaps the people change their mind when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led people around by the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. Why is that? There were lots of checkpoints. Egypt needed to secure its border, and the borders where any enemy could attack will be from the north. And the borders needed to be fortified. So there were very, very stronghold and uh, checkpoints, but God was protecting his people, was working behind the scene, even when Israel were not aware, was not aware of what he's do doing. Have you ever felt hemmed in? Have you ever felt that there is a situation when you cannot handle? And has, have you ever thought that perhaps sometimes when you look back at an event in your life, you see God's providence? When we read the missionary stories, I, uh, one of my favorite is Gladys Elward, a British missionary who went to China. And after settling in for some time, the Mandarin, which is the governor, came to her and said to her, we want you to come to, the, uh, uh, to, 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 to help us. And she said, what can I do for you? He said, there is a riot in the prison and I want you to go and settle the matter. 
And she said, what do I have to do there? He said, I don't know. There are people killing one another inside and everybody's afraid to go for their lives. But you always say to us that the God that you follow will protect you, so you must go. Now Gladys Aylward was a very short lady, very small in size, uh, less than five foot tall. She didn't know what to do, but she remembered that she did say to the people in China that God will save her. So she prayed and she went in and to her amazement, when she asked the man with an ax who's going, killing and injuring people, submit this ax to me. And like a little boy, he answered her and he gave her that, uh, that ax. She sat with them and she was able to have a prison reform after that. Who could have imagined that this short lady, this small lady, this vulnerable lady could do so? Not that only that, but God opened other ways that she could uh, work as a foot inspector. And through her witness, I believe many people have been saved. You see, God knows the best for us. God knows that even when we go through hard time, he's there to help and he never, never leave us. The people of Israel went out of Egypt and they camped opposite the sea between two large mountains. And suddenly in one morning, they woke up to find that the earth is shaking underneath them to feel that there is, there is, there is something very strange. The, the sky is being covered by dust from the distance. And uh, they were wondering, what's going on? Well, suddenly somebody uh, went on the mountain to look and they came down shaking and saying that the whole of the Egyptian army are pursuing us. Uh, the Bible tells us here, 600 chariots. This is the special forces, black ops, coming to pursue the, the, the people of Israel. In verse 7, we know the situation was very, very serious indeed. And uh, they looked around. There is the sea in front of them. There is the mountain behind them. There are two large mountains uh, 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 on, on each side and the enemy is behind them and the enemy is terrifying, it's coming with all force. Where would we go? This like a dead end. We are done, Must there must be, by the human uh, perspective, people would say, or as uh, uh, perhaps a, a chess player would say, checkmate, no hope, it's done but not by the divine perspective. Notice that Israel was innocent from this problem. Uh, the problem was not due to their sin or to something have done wrong. Some look at problems as if it is a punish from, from God, a punishment that God is punishing them for anything that is happening, as if God is sitting there in heaven, watching, waiting for the first thing they do wrong so that he can punish. That is not true. Some other people teach us that uh, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will not face problems and you will have a life sailing of blessings and, and that's all. That is not true either. The Lord Jesus Christ clearly in John 16 said to his disciples and to his followers that are us afterward that in the world you will have tribulations. 
But the good news is he did not stop there, but added, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. There was a reason why the people of Israel went through this challenge. There was a reason for this problem, that God will be glorified. He said in verse 4, And I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. You see, the Egyptians were presenting, representing the past for Israel. And now they are chasing them, wanting to bring them back to captivity. The enemy, our enemy, the devil, is interested in subduing, enslaving people. Be careful. The devil, our enemy, is seeking to subdue you, to chase you, to bring back past memories, to tell you that, do you think you are free? You are not free. I am going to get you, like what Pharaoh was trying to do with the people of Israel. Do not allow him to. Remember, if the sun makes you free, you shall be free indeed. The problem that the people of Israel have faced. Now look at the second point is the process they went through. The process they went through. Israel saw the enemy approaching. People were afraid. Well, actually, the Bible says that they were very afraid. What would you do in a situation like this? What is your reaction? The people cried out to the Lord. This was the right attitude, but it did not con continue. As they could see the enemies approaching, as they could see and feel the earth is shaking, people lost their perspective. Few weeks, perhaps few months back, the people saw uh, the God's wonder uh, in punishing the Egyptian in successive plagues. Few days ago, they have heard the weeping and the crying of the families for the loss of their firstborn in every Egyptian home. They have seen wonders. They have seen great things that the Lord has done for them. But instead of this, they start to murmur, to, to, to grumble. They start to murmur. People tend to forget things they wanted to forget and remember the things they wanted to remember. They peop the people wanted to remember the external evidence before their eyes instead of the deep conviction they have about God. They never thought that it is very strange that God would work all these miracles to bring them out of Egypt and allow them then to be killed and slaughtered on the hand of the Egyptian army a few days later. What happened when worry mounts? What is your reaction to the time of crisis? Who do you blame? Do you blame yourself? Do you blame God? Or do you focus on him? This is an opportunity to run to him. This is an opportunity to go to him and lift your heart to him and sing with the, with the, with the psalmist, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. In contrast, I would like to highlight Moses' actions. In the book of Exodus, we see Moses, the fearful one, the one who was doubting. He even doubted his own abilities. He was looking inwardly. He's lo he was looking at his own ability. He was very hesitant to receive, to receive the mission from God to be the people's leader. But now, 
there is no hesitation. There was no fear. There are, no doubt, some, some questions, but Moses here is comforting people calmly. He said to them, even before God spoke to him, he said to him, God is going to take care of that. And uh, we can speak peace because we know God. How did he know that? Because he knew that God will not allow them to be going through this death like this. He knew that God will save them. How did he know that? Through personal experience. Because he had a relationship with God. Now, do we have a relationship with the Almighty? Do we spend time to get to know him? Do we spend time to speak with him and, and, and get to know what his, his character, what his, his attributes, his thoughts towards us? Do we listen to his word speaking to us? Listen to what God said. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. It's wonderful to read biography of, uh, uh, of people who have gone before us. Uh, through the ENW magazine, I was reading the, uh, an article about uh, the biography of one of the generals uh, during the First World War, Sir Arthur Francis Smith, a man who ser served in Egypt and in England in 1910. And in 1917, he went with the Special Force 14 to Longmark in Belgium. And during uh, uh, the time there, he went for a reconnaissance mission with two of his soldiers. And there they fell under the bombardment of the enemy. He was injured in his shin and in the hospital. The surgeon came to him and he said, you've got two choices. Either I leave your foot and therefore, probably, you will have a food poisoning with a fatal decisions and, and results, and you will die. Or we will amputate your foot, but you will live. Sir Arthur asked for a time to think, and he was given 24 hours. And then he remembered God's promises in Romans 8. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God for those who are called according to his purpose. Arthur prayed and asked God's help. He said, what shall I do? I am in a predicament here, but I have no doubt about your love. The following day in the morning, he was reading his, uh, his Bible and in his meditation, he came across Proverbs 3. And this was the word, for the Lord will be your confidence and you will keep your foot from being caught. It was quite remarkable, really. Remarkable to have that specific answer to the specific problem. Arthur thanked God and closed his book. He retired in the year of 1925 with both feet intact. You see, we can see the problems uh, uh, that we will face in a falling world, and uh, we can see the process in which God is calling us to trust him and to call upon him for help. And now we come to the third and final point is the promise we receive. Calmly, Moses spoke with the angry and murmuring people. He spoke 
prophetic words. He said to them, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Moses said to the people, stand still, stop, stop, and just reflect on who God is. In the time of trouble, God is asking us to stop. Spurgeon puts it this way. He said, if you don't stop, despair will cast you out, will cast you down, and will stop you from standing. Fear will come to you and tell you to retreat. And uh, impatience will tell you that you must do something and you should surrender. Or presumptions will tell you to jump in the Red Sea before God has cleared the way. But as God said to Israel, he's asking us and calling us to spend time before him. Now with this situation with the coronavirus, many of us have extra time in our hand. Why don't we spend the time in prayer, spend time in meditating in God's word, in his promises to us. Moses added to the people, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Wonderful thing to have the God Almighty, the God of heaven and earth fighting for you and for me. He's not a weak God. He's not a limited God, but he is the God of the universe. This is incredible. And this was in the past. So what else we can learn? Well, through studying the Old Testament, we know that God had continued to protect Israel. He continued to fight for them. He continued to keep the people intact when they obeyed him. This story is not just only for the people of Israel. This story is for us too. Why is that? Because we can ask a simple question. Does God change? Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Any believer in Christ Jesus can tell, can testify about the goodness of God. How many times he intervened to protect him, not just only physical protection, but also spiritual protection. You see, the Pharaoh and Egypt was the house of slavery for Israel. It's a, a resemblance to the house of slavery of, of Satan. And because of sin, because we all have broken God's command, we by nature became subject to Satan, subject to sin, subject to the condemnation of God. Like Israel, we are aching with this hard master who's tor tor tormenting us. We need a savior. We need someone who's strong, someone who's more able than the Pharaoh, than, than Satan, to let us free. But Pharaoh, like Satan, is an enemy who's strong and stubborn. As soon as he felt that his grip on the people is loosened, he came after them with full tremendous power to intimidate them. Satan did the same. On the cross, Satan thought that he is going to crush Jesus, not just only they by handling him, by handing him to the Romans, but also his own people, the Jewish leaders, wanted him to, 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 to be removed, to be dead 
to be to be exterminated not just only that but you see the cruelty of satan that even on the cross with jesus's agony physically as well as spiritually you have the left hand uh, uh, thief who was crucified was was heralding insult on him as well on the cross satan tried to destroy jesus by every possible means it's like what Pharaoh says. Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are bewildered in the land and the wilderness had, has closed on them. On the cross, Satan thought he was successful. But Jesus, the last word he said, it is finished and delivered his, his spirit to the Father. The cross of shame became a symbol of our salvation. On the cross, the Lord Jesus paid in full the punishment that is due to us. He said, it is finished, finished indeed. In the Gospel of John, we have uh, the, before the, all of this took place, John the Baptist saying, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. The justice of God, the love of God, they both met together on the cross. Mercy and truth have met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed. Listen to the declaration of the Apostle Paul. He said these words in Romans. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Salvation of Christ, his freedom, is offered to us today free no need for us to work on it we just have to effectuate it to make it effectual by obedience to obey god's commandment to remain in him and in his love to trust him and his abilities brothers and sisters if you are a believer in christ jesus today wait upon him rest on him and in his promises Wait, he will come in the right time to rescue you. He will come on the final time to give you the peace you need. Spend time to meditate before God. Read in his wonderful word. It will encourage you. The Lord listens and he answers. Remember his past experience you have with him. Uh, remind yourself of, the, uh, uh, of what uh, tenderness he was to you. And uh, remember these words that Moses, after uh, the people of Israel have crossed the sea and saw the deliverance of God, he sang this beautiful hymn. He said, who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praise, doing wonders? Yes, you stretch out your right hand. The earth swallowed them. You, in your mercy, have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. And there is warning also for those who have not yet put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, who are still in the grip of Satan, who are still aching from his bondage. You are in danger. You are in the land of slavery. You are under the hand of a heavy and cruel master. You are 
in pain now and you will be in pain forever without hope. You need a savior. You need Jesus. Come to him. He said, come to me and I will give you rest. Do not be afraid. Wait upon him and see his salvation. Oswald Chambers said once these words. He said, the remarkable thing about God is that when you fear God, you fear nothing else. Whereas if you do not fear God, you fear everything else. The choice is yours. But may let us all ask God uh, that he will help us to trust him, that he will help us to be quiet before him, that he will help us to praise him, and that we will wait his salvation. May the Lord help us all. Amen.